Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Tracking the sliver of overlap between information and real news. This is your bi-weekly Gitmo Nation publication. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Crackpot Command Center in the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation, east known as the United Kingdom, I'm Adam Curry. And from Gitmo Nation West, actually northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist, but it's nice and sunny and hot for some unknown reason. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. Hit me one more time. Yeah. I feel good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got everything set up. You know, I had some time to prep and because I'm not doing uh, MeVio today uh, every single day anymore. So I got uh, I got some uh, some time. Finally. Hmm. Look out. Daily source code return is next. I know there will be there will be people that want that. (laughs) Yeah, there are people that want that. There are people who are very angry at me. Well then, why don't you you know crank out a couple of shows to just pr- to promote us? Well, the daily source code is for is is different. That's kind of like my mistress on the side, John. You know, I have to treat her with a different type of respect. So, a um, <laughs> bunch of swine flu stuff came in this week. Also, but at the top of the news, I think, is Obama. Like uh, I guess it was either yesterday or the day before yesterday gave the commencement address. At Arizona State, huh. which anyone who knows colleges in the United States knows is a party school. It's, it's uh, John McCain's backyard, of course. Right, which I guess is adding insult to injury. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, the thing is, I'm always wondering about, you know, why is he doing this? And because uh, it's like, why would you go to some school like Arizona State? No offense to you, Arizona. I, I know a lot of people from Arizona State. And I've been there. I, I saw you, too, at their lovely stadium. Well, it's a beautiful place, but yeah. it's, you know, it's still in, in the Pac-10, uh, the conference in which it belongs. Uh, it is the party school, mm. and uh, you know. It's so, a, so did you see this uh, said commencement yeah, speech? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> it's same, God damn it! I saw it. <laughs> it's the same. Well, it's the same. You know, speech he's given. He's got this. And by the way, I got tipped off by somebody. I have to dig them up. Um, I, I think I, I mentioned them in the. I have a blog. Entry, I think. I have to think about how I dealt with it, but whatever. I think maybe I just saved it for the show. Anyway, the point is, is that guys, yeah, it was the trifecta. You know, educate. You know, Obama did his big three. You know, education. Um, what, what are they? Healthcare. Healthcare. Healthcare and. Uh, the What's big the three. Third? They're so big, we can't even remember them. <laughs> and I just got up. <laughs> <laughs> They're so big. Healthcare economy, perhaps. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that must no something. Uh, something with money. Uh, it's pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it takes me like an hour. It takes me like two hours to. It's like, an, like I'm like an old model T. You know, just <laughs> and just keep until I warm up. Got to crank it. Nothing going on. <laughs> the oil is still a little bit thick. It's so the, it was the same old same old with him. But the, what was weird was at the beginning of the thing, Obama's like they're introducing all these special students who are you know either. Um, Came from weird backgrounds, and they got their degree, or their straight A, or and then they had a bunch of doctoral people that come out, and they had a, some really some old woman announcing them, and she was up on this podium, and she's looking over her glasses, and she looks so ominous, it's like a, she's gonna beat someone up. She looks it's just like I, I don't know. Was there, anyway, the, was Todas there? I didn't see him. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? It's something. 
teleprompter so, of the United States. Oh no, it was. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what's funny. When you first saw the stage, there's these two, you know, the two prompters, yeah. you know, the back and forths. <laughs> were sit, were there, and they were real obvious because the lights were reflecting off of them. Funny. But anyway, the thing that was weird about the whole thing, and people should try to catch this, and I'm sure it's going to be on YouTube, is that hopefully you can catch the whole thing. Because at the beginning, they're bringing out these people, and some black girl comes out because she was, you know, got a straight A's, or she was, and she came from some guy. I don't know what her background was, but it was weird. She's kind of cute. And Obama starts, starts eyeballing her. <laughs> no, really? Like, really eyeballing I'm her? He's eyeballing her, and so she comes. She comes and she stands there, and then he, Obama's like staring at her from a distance, really? and it's like real obvious. And this thing, it's almost uncomfortable to watch. He's just like he's like he's like laying into her with a, just a, a kind of a creepy stare, and she really? looks over at him, and she's like, she "Dude, looks a dude, stop frightened. staring at me!" <laughs> Seriously, and maybe that's like, why she was on stage, John. Maybe that's you know, maybe there's something going on there. Well, she, well yeah. whatever the case was, he was, like, giving it to her. And uh, I just thought that it was slightly creepy. I saw um, yesterday I was watching CNBC. I hadn't really watched in a while. And the president came out, and I guess they've, they're very close, or the, he was giving a push to some health care legislation. So they're in the – looked like maybe the Rose Garden or whatever. And there was uh, Pelosi, Speaker of the House, was next to him, and uh, a couple other jabronis. But here's what was interesting – so Obama does this whole thing. It's it's a no questions um, uh, press conference, and he's like, you know, this is great, and you know, we're really going to do this. We have to do this this year. We have to do this this year. He's repeating it over and over again. He said, "All right, thank you very much." And then Pelosi says, "Excuse me, Mr. President." He's like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, I just want to say something." And she gives him the biggest public blowjob I've ever seen in my life. It's like, without your leadership, you have done more for healthcare since healthcare began in 1951. What and has he done? Nothing. But this is the whole point. So first of all, doesn't the president get like the final word? Isn't it like doesn't it completely undermine his power if you then step up to the microphone and say, "Excuse me, I just wanted to say one thing here." It was wrong. Yeah, it's like she's conferring him. Uh-huh. But, oh, it, it was, I felt like, whoa, man. And you could see he was not pleased with that move. And then so he did have the final word. Okay, thank you very much. That's it. And, you know, and, then, he, and he turns around and he bolts. But, no, he's uh, got to deal with this woman somehow. Whoa, does he ever. Oh, that was, uh, I, I'd just say, a huge faux pas. But, man, it was lip smacking. Hmm. World-class BJ from Pelosi. Okay, there. the the, tr- the trilogy is health, education, and energy. Oh, right, of course. Reduce our dependence upon for- foreign oil, which, of course, we, we can easily do just by using our own oil, of which more and well, more we is found. Well, mean, natural it, gas. we got natural gas. we, we got this. We also have a lot of reserves, and we have untapped reserves, and we have unknown reserves, and we have wind power. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, so the thing. That's my wind so, power. So he usually does the health, education, energy, and then then he throws in the fourth one, which is the economy. It's as a, yeah, as a kind of a little little ditty on the side there. Hey, can I ask you a question, John? Sure. I was. Uh, this actually started when uh, when uh, I was in San Francisco. I was having my shoes shined. Hold on, someone's. Oh, what? really? Yes. On the, someone's trying to call me. I hate it when they do that. Don't you know I'm doing a show? Uh, yeah, on uh, Second and Market, there's a guy who's been there for 25 years. You know, I just love that old-fashioned. You see him in New York still, but it, the experience, if you have the time and you have the shoes, to just sit down on a street corner with your feet up and a guy just totally loving your boots. Um, 
That sounded very wrong. Is this the it? guy around the corner? Uh, second in uh, second in market. So he's yeah. right. He's right on that corner. Right. Shoe shine Joe and. Uh, and you know, so this is this guy's. Um, he's from New Orleans originally. He's been in San Francisco for fifty years. You know, real Creole type black guy from from New Orleans. And uh, so he's a guy who observes a lot. You know, and I like talking to people. But this kind of guy, just it, it really, I like it. You know, this. Uh, yeah, this is like your butcher who told you that the top drug dealer in uh, Afghanistan is Karzai. Oh, I had some good talks with the. That's not the butcher. It's the convenience store, Ahmed. Yeah, that's a different story. So anyway, and we're watching the we're just watching the girls stroll by, obviously. And then he says, man, this is just out of control. I said, what you talking about? He says, look at the size of these kids in these strollers and and look what they've done to strollers to be able to actually carry these loads. He said, these kids are five, <laughs> six years old. Whatever happened to hurry up, you catch up, kid. Come on, walk with me. And I, and, and I can't stop noticing it. I see kids who are just too big. They can walk. They can totally walk. They're in strollers, and these mothers are just pushing them along. And, you know, the strollers have gotten bigger and robust, and they're all-terrain vehicles by now. And no wonder, because the, these huge kids have to sit in them. What is going on? This should stop. That's an interesting observation. Well, it was his observation, but, you know, once he brought my attention to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, crikey, yeah, you're, so, you're so right. Yeah, he's looking at stuff. He's probably see this interesting because usually those trends sneak up on you. You wouldn't have noticed it, but he apparently did. Yeah, and, huh. and he was really, you know, you could tell that he was disgusted by it. He's like, you know, whatever happened to just, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, don't straggle. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, and these days just seem, I mean, so if this is how we're. Kids 12 years old are pushing them around. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if this hey, is not good, good. Work, America. Yeah, this is well. It's not just America because I've seen. I'm seeing the exact same thing here in uh, Gitmo Nation East. The exact same thing. It's a really? trend. Yeah, it's a trend, and maybe so it's, it's a, a global worldwide trend. trend. That's even worse. Could be. Could be. Yeah, a bunch of lazy kids. Well, that's what they. That's what we're turning them into. Yeah, that's not a very good start in life. You know, whatever happened to you know, go out and skin your knees and hurt yourself and come back and just try not to break anything because there's too many forms to fill out, kid. Well, I guess those days are over. <laughs> oh boy, you've hurt me. Uh, okay. Well, let's get to a couple of things here. You Let's want, start with this one. Oh, okay. I want to get to some some items oh, before okay. we do the, right. before I get the real news. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, and I want to congratulate you know our audience is uh, we've gotten the critical mass not so much with the money but we have with the uh, <laughs> with the with the talent that we have accumulated mm. uh, in, so far as our yeah, producers. I, I concur. Yes. And our moles. We have oh. artists that are working for us, and we have people out there that are doing stuff. Yeah, important, looking around stuff, looking Even around. Stu- they listen to us, us and, they, and they kind of confirm our theories. Oh, Here yeah. we go. Hit me. This is from Steve-O, New York City. Hey, John, I'm a pharmacist in a busy New York City pharmacy. Every, every, every says every, but it's ever since this coming apocalypse pandemic was announced, we've been selling Tamiflu by the boatload. <laughs> we couldn't get enough of it. We even had physicians and surgeons coming in and placing their orders for five and ten packs. Wow. I'm in agreement with you regarding to having 
a pack on hand when traveling, but I also think people should have antibiotics with them as well. All too often, people come in from traveling abroad and need antibiotics and other meds and have to go to a city emergency room just to see a doctor, some vacation. Just a couple of observations about the swine flu deal that I've noticed. All the Tamiflu that we are getting is short-dated. Oh, really? A.K.A. expiring soon. I feel that this is a, a, a stockpile of drugs that were una- they were unable to move them by the avian flu scare a few years back. Well, we know this for a fact. We know that they've had this stuff. Roach needed an excuse to unload it before it was expired. Also, the timing of this flu coincides with the allergy season in this part of the country, as well as other parts. People come in with a runny nose, sore throat, and cough and think they have the flu. They go to the doctor and get a Tamiflu script and think they will be all better. Even though I tell them that a hallmark of the flu is a fever, they either do not believe me or think I'm wrong. I went to school for over seven years to do this, and all I do is this is day in and day out. This is all I do day in and day out. But the public rather be, would rather believe the liberal media whores. <laughs> Damn them, liberal media whores. <laughs> we need a jingle. We need a jingle for that. Hello. <laughs> we do. Actually, we need a jingle for liberal media, media whores. whores. <laughs> Keep up the great no agenda work. Blah, well, blah, well blah, let, me t- so. let me tie into that because, you know, if you think that was eloquent, well, uh, except for my reading of it. Yeah, that, that kind of blew. Yeah. Uh, Chris Scowler, uh, title of this email, Coincidence. Don't know if this is just a sick coincidence, but 2007 was the Chinese year of the chicken. Bird flu pandemic devastates parts of Asia. 2008, Chinese year of the horse. Equine influenza decimates Australian racing. 2009, Chinese year of the pig. Swine flu pandemic kills hundreds of pigs around the globe. And it gets worse. Next year, 2010, Chinese year of the cock. I'm very worried. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so worried now. (laughs) Jeez. But isn't that uh, weird, though, with the chicken, horse, pig? Uh, I guess you could shoehorn anything into anything, but cock, of course, is another form of chicken. So uh, that would be uh, another. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. So yes. anyway, well, I think that's what it is. So uh, meanwhile, I got another guy who noted that uh, in Mexico, a number of you know these 150 or more dead from this uh, swine flu. Mm. It turns out that a lot of them never even had the the requisite fever. No, they, or the vomit. They were dying from something. Yeah, they had pneumonia or whatever. There's something up. So that's the whole thing. And by the way, I want to give you the credit for when we first started bringing the story. You, without before we had a shot at even analyzing it, you called it as a fraud instantly. Yeah, I came up with the, with the, with the, with more of these uh, with the theory as why. Yeah, but uh, well, by the you. way, and I want to mention the people who keep claiming that everything you know, well, you know that's Curry and Dvorak or Curry and mainly you. Uh, this everything is a conspiracy. You know, a conspiracy. You know, if some one company decides to hire a PR agency and to get rid of some inventory. And they go through a process to do so, even though it may frighten the public, let's say. 
uh, it's not a conspiracy. It's just what you know. Th- th- these things aren't necessarily conspiracies. These sometimes are marketing ploys. Yeah. As <laughs> so one, you know, if I go out and 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 do some crazy thing by myself, you know, with for my company, it's not a conspiracy. We're not. We just aren't conspiracy theories. The ones about you know that maybe involve the government in bed with the industry to do this and that and and the Bilderbergers and all that other kind of BS. That would be maybe a conspiracy. But for the most part, we're just talking about. Generally speaking, especially in the case of the Tamiflu, uh, a a simple marketing strategy to get rid of inventory. And I was reading somewhere, I I know I didn't save the article, but worth mentioning that there's now an Indian company who is going to start flooding the market with a, a generic Tamiflu. I would have thought they still had those rights that they couldn't do that. Well, that's a good question. Now, if that's the case, that would be that another good reason for Roche to Makes even more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's going generic. Yeah. Horse while we can. Yeah. Well, that would mean Relenza's probably going to be out of phase two. Let me take a look. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I, I remember, remember I kept saying that I had uh, Tamiflu, that the doctor gave it to me once for a urinary tract, and you were like, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. It hit me today. It wasn't Tamiflu. It was another drug at the time uh, people wanted to have on their uh, in their possession. It was Cipro. And that was at the time of the anthrax uh, scares. Right. So I was incorrect about that. So, um... You got it on Relenza? Well, I'm I'm looking at Tamiflu. I think Relenza actually predates Tamiflu, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm looking at these articles and nobody... You know, this is one thing that, by the way, you don't find... um, this is talk, now that I think about it because I'm looking at a USA Today story on the patent. You don't find a lot of news items by the mainstream media that actually give you the date. You know, it's like this: uh, the the patent runs out on January 15th. You know, it might be of some value to the public because if you're paying like ten dollars a pill, which is not unusual for these things, these types of drugs that are patented, uh, it might be a good thing to wait a day. You know, if you knew that the patent was running out this month, because now, you know, you see this with a bunch of ads that you have on television, which they shouldn't even have, saying, you know, don't forget to ask for this, the original, the, you know, because this is when the patent starts to run out on these drugs. They start advertising them as, you know, extra special. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the doctor give you generic, which, right. by the way, should be busted. Yeah, the, that, that, somebody, that should be one illegal. of these government agencies should bust people. It's either a drug that's based on a chemical that's very specific. A generic drug should be exactly the same. It should work exactly the same, or it's, or it's obviously not manufactured properly. Somebody's either in violation of manufacturing standards, or somebody else is lying. You know, and what, and the public doesn't know. They, oh, well, I guess I know this is the original. I have to still have the real expensive stuff because the generic's not as good. Yeah, that, that, uh, isn't that, isn't that outlawed? Isn't that banned somehow from them marketing against it that way? I'm not seeing any evidence of it. Hmm. Well, this is clearly all a part, uh, or ACTA is going to solve a lot of these problems for the pharmaceutical industry. And uh, you know there are there are some massive moves afoot when it comes to intellectual property. So if you if you don't realize how this works, and this is and there's been some very important drugs in just the past few years, including um, the beta blocker. Um, its name evades me for a moment. Uh, the patent runs out, and then anyone can make this drug, which by the way also means you know f- drugs that can be distributed to people in poor countries who have no access to this because it's too expensive. So it's a good thing that there's this expiration, and I believe that they are continuously trying to uh, extend those dates. They, 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 it's a fractal of the of the music industry. In fact, 
If I can just deviate for a moment, very important ruling uh, by the House Judiciary Committee yesterday. They passed a bill, 21 to 9, the vote, that will levy a new fee on local radio stations for music aired free to listeners. If enacted, 50% of the new fee will go directly into the coffers of the major record label companies, three out of four, incidentally, which reside outside the United States. And uh, so it looks like uh, this is the the final neck chop for radio. Yeah, that means there's more talk radio, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Here That's we are. Right. That's yak 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 yak. Here yak, we yak, are. In the hey, everybody, welcome. Now that you can't afford to play any songs on the radio anymore, it's AC and JCD. In the morning. <laughs> Huga. All right, so here's that Indian company. I still can't get the date. It's weird. Here's a company. Here's a website called Patent Baristas, and this is very interesting. This ran in October of 2005. Uh, let me just read this. In a new twist in the Tamiflu drama being played out across the globe, it's now being reported that Jilead uh, Sciences, which is apparently is the developer of Tamiflu, is believed to have terminated its agreement with Roach, which has the exclusive marketing right on the drug. Now, generic manufacturers like India's Cipla, which is the one you're talking about, yeah, are wondering who go. holds the patent rights on the drugs, and they want to start making it. So something's screwy. There's a there's a backstory about this flu, about Tamiflu, and all the rest of it, and the crazy stuff that's going on. That is not just. I mean, we have to go through blogs yeah, to, to kind of piece it together. Where is the? What is the media doing? It's so obvious what it's so obvious what has happened. They, they've injected this uh, into the air, or however it was done. Oh, and did you hear the latest? There was another story that just ran, which says that something. I, 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 this just got blogged, by the way, on the Dvorak.org slash blog. Check it out. It talks about the. Some guy who broke down this virus and claims there's no way this oh, yeah, thing exactly. was created. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did read that. Oh, absolutely. And, John, ever since I was a young kid, I've had this thought, this, this, and I'm saying like, you know, formative years, 13 to 15, is when I start thinking, you know, I was becoming <clears throat> aware of media and how it worked and I was becoming a part of it. And, and I was like, it seems so amazing that these guys always time their advertising buys right around the fact when everyone is completely shit out with the flu. I think, you know, and I've always thought if I had a company, I can see how incredibly tempting it would be to shoot something into the air and then have the solution, problem, solution. And people wonder if the... the uh but then, people, virus, but then people have the people, audacity to call me a crackpot and a conspiracy theorist yeah, when yeah, companies yeah. are fucking with you all day long and you know it. I'm talking about the, vi- the computer viruses and antivirus software. Same thing. Same thing. Well, we talked that. about Symantec. It's the same thing. They work for the government. They work for the government. That's their biggest client. Hmm. All right, enough of that. And you don't have to defend yourself. Everybody knows you're crazy. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> and now, back to real news. Yes, two important pieces of real news. Tonight, the second preliminary round of the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, this is not very... You know, we talked about this la- uh, some time back, but Americans are unfamiliar with this event. You're going to have to re-explain it. Why is it so big? Because it was one of the first pan-European 
satellite broadcast initiatives that uh, came back on a on a on a yearly basis. So very analogous to the Oscars and well, later, how and about later this? The is very analogous to the World Cup. You think? Mm, no. Not the same. Uh, uh, I'm talking about in terms of country versus country. You know, we're going to beat those bastards in France. You know, the Germans want to do that. Or the British think they're going to win the World Cup. No, no. I think it, uh-huh. it might have been that. No, I don't think it was. It was, it, it was more you exciting. You don't think there's any inter-country-to-country in, country no. rivalries? You're no, there's no, none in no, the, in this, no, no. There's none in this competition? Nobody no. cares? No. Yeah, people care because it's too funny to watch because... This is like the antithesis to the top 40 chart. Everything that is lame, stupid, uh, cheesy, and pretty much everything is gay on this show. And, and it's okay. funny to watch. It is absolutely hilarious to watch. So it's, so it's a, okay, I got it. So I'm, it's, it's become counterculture. Uh, of course, people are happy, you know, oh, but, but I've never known differently than people say, oh, I think they're the best and they're going to win. It was never about our guys that got to win because you, you, each country that is a member um, of the, it's, I think it's, yeah, they only have to be a member of the European Broadcast Union. So it's not even technically just Europeans that are in it. You know, Israel participates and, you know, there are all kinds of different countries. Um but it used to be a really exciting thing because it would start off with the Eurovision, the Eurovision tune, which everyone can hum. Everyone knows it. And it's like, and then you had the, like the, the satellite thingy. We're like, oh yeah, man, we're hooked up. We're connected. Everyone's watching it live. And that was the, the genesis in the United Kingdom. Although this will be the first year he's not doing it ever since um, I was aware of uh, Sir Terry Wogan doing the commentary. Um, the reason to watch in the United Kingdom was always the commentary from, from Terry Wogan because he would just sit there getting hammered, completely hammered on whatever he drinks. It's good. And would just take the piss out of every single contestant. And he, he and seriously, and it was just so, it's so incredibly was funny. He, you think he's the model for the, uh, these, these shows that are on, t- uh, syndicated now? The, Interesting. No, I, I think very few people outside of the United Kingdom. No, I'm just saying, but from the guys like, what's his name? The, who's the guy who produces American Idol? Uh, oh, uh, Simon Cowell. Yeah, there Simon could be Cowell. something in there. Yeah, there could be something in there. I think he saw him and says, you know, that's a good bit. I think I can do better than that. I can be a bigger mm. jerk. <laughs> no, because Terry Wogan's not a jo- jerk because you agree with him. I always like, you're so right, Terry. Well, I agree with uh, Cowell lots, <laughs> but he, lots but, of but, times, Yeah, too. well, okay. And, he, and Terry would always say, now, watch, watch for the feathers. You won't believe what's going to happen. He would give away all the... All the surprises you know it's like he's a total spoiler on everything and then of course when the uk come around who haven't won in 20 years because the the product they've delivered is so crap you know he would just be taking the piss out of out of uh, out of the uk's entry it's beautiful 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 too bad he's not doing it this year i'll really miss him so that's uh big news uh, in gitmo nation east and apparently it's also according to ponder who twittered me this it's blasphemy day in ireland and he uh, re- requests us to say something grossly insulting. <laughs> to, uh, to the Irish? I don't uh, think to, so. To God, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like I think it. he's, just, he's just egging you on. He wants, he's probably got a bet down on it. Don't yeah, do it. I'm not, I'm not falling for it. Well, since you talked, about, you talked about Twitter, right? Yeah. So here we go. More real news. Oh, I'm sorry. And now, back to real news. 
Now, I always admire someone who goes out of their way to get some press coverage with some sort of a crackpot, uh, you know, statement that they'll make publicly. So here's the headline. This is sent out over the MMD Newswire, which is a, a public relations uh, distribution network. Headline, Twitter use causes serious, in quotes, brain damage, <laughs> media expert says. <laughs> Social media expert and author David Seaman authors the clear. David Seaman? that... How can you take that guy seriously? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Claims that frequent Twitter use causes the equivalent of brain damage. Quote, we're seeing 30 and 40-year-olds acting like overly emotional teenagers on Twitter, Seaman said. It's not all that healthy. (laughs) Twitter also uses complex ideas. Or no, Twitter also takes complex ideas and boils them down to overly simplistic sound bites, according to Seaman, who is annoyed by the service's 140 character text size Un- limit. Unlike television, <laughs> who of course are so in depth and so healthy for you. Uh, basically, Twitter has some good uses, but it's making us all a bit stupider. Stoop, stupider. So, <laughs> Did he say stupider? That's what it says. Stupider. It's stupider. It made him stupider uh, with that word. That's beautiful. Well, along the lines of brains, and this, of course, uh, flows into our conversation from the last show, neuroscientists think they've identified the part of the brain that causes Tourette syndrome, <laughs> the condition that causes random tics, including compulsive obscenity. How long before we can hack that part of the brain? So... um Apparently, if you use an MTI, a magnetic transfer imaging technique, to scan the prefrontal area of the brain, of the 19 Tourette sufferers, as well as 20 control subjects, they found alterations in the, here it comes, John, because I know you were a brain surgeon in the past, a frontostracial circuitries, frontostracial circuitries. I could probably pronounce the word if I could see it, but that's okay. So, so, and and what are they going to do about it? Hold on, let me uh, Skype you this uh, word. I don't think anybody would want uh, any, uh, except for the guys who cuss a lot. I don't, you know, they, when they did that special on uh, Tourette's, nobody bitched about it too much. They just lived with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, well, let me see what they can do. Um, so, changing the architecture of the front lobe lead to disinhibition of the cingulate gyrus and abnormal. Basangalia. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm, si- I'm, a, I'm a sick why man. Did you, why did you choose to read this story? <laughs> I'm a sick man. I need help. I want one of those MTIs. It'd be kind of cool to see my brain firing up in strange places. Well, the interesting. That could be fun to do. There's a joke there. I'm not going to use it. Go ahead. No. no. Okay. Frontostriatal, yeah. Frontostriatal. Yeah, I think you had it. Hey, Adam, in regards to Sunday's show where you discussed the Clean Water Restoration Act and the fact that all water in the U.S. is subject to Congress, this raised a couple of points in my head. One, I've just read through the United States, the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I found no reference to a fundamental right to water. The closest thing to a right to water in this document is located in Article 25, where it states everyone has the right to a standard of living adequate for the health and well-being of himself and of his family, including food. The question is, is water a part of food? But more importantly, if the human body is made up of 50% plus water, does that mean that if you are inside the borders of the U.S., Congress now owns half your body? I think that's an excellent question, <laughs> since they'll own that's, all water on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Makes nothing but sense. That's a total... Uh, New world order move, I'd say. Makes sense. Hey, are you, are you made of water? I'm sorry. We own you. 
come this way. Hey, John. Hey, John. Yes. Could you turn on your speakers? Okay, I did. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> still loud. So, I can still um, myself slapping back. Uh, let's see. There's a good thing. People should hear some stuff, some advice. If you get to watch the uh, PBS uh, show, I think it's running on different uh, local uh, PBS stations. Uh, it's a series called Behind Closed Doors. Oh, I've seen the promo for that. Isn't it how many? It's a multi-part series, I think. I yeah, it's a multi-part series, and it's and it's it's weird because it's a it's a it's a new model for a documentary. I've never seen this quite done this way before. It's essentially combining dramatic interpretation with actual documentary uh, I like evidence. That format. Yeah, plus, I like that. Mm. plus actual interviews with people who might then be played as a character, and I, and it's a, mainly about Stalin. And uh, it's absolutely and but Stalin and, and Churchill. And by the way, if you if you're one of those people that don't, and there are people like this that don't that dislike Churchill, you'll love this series. Oh, cool. They just give it to him, and um, it's very interesting. It makes it actually makes everybody look like a bunch of idiots except Stalin, but it makes him look like a psychopath, which of course he was obviously of some sort. Uh, but anyways. Outstanding! It's totally riveting. It's got great pacing. It's just really hard to put down. It's just an amazing series, I have to say. Is this currently running on PBS? Yeah, it was run. They had an episode last night. But I think you know you'll be able to track it down if you try cool. hard enough. Cool. There's also a Frontline that ran this week on uh, Madoff, and if you get a chance to see that, that's worth watching too. If for no other reason than to watch, they they they, they have brought out a lot of people that got scammed by them and lost all their money, and now live in apartments, <laughs> box and, cardboard boxes. <laughs> it's like it's very interesting to their, their take on things. They're just uh, I don't know. Can you uh, burn uh, a copy for me? If I get, yeah, if I pick it up, if okay. it plays again, I'll, I'll burn a copy for you. You remember as a part of the bailout, John, um, I think the, I forgot which one, but the, uh, there's some, one of the $800 billion bailouts, uh, there was this homeowner hope program. We actually went through the website and, and we looked at, uh, cause you know, this was in order to make loans affordable for people again. Yeah. And we kind of figured out how it works. Essentially your, your monthly rate is lowered. Uh, by uh, it could be several hundred dollars, uh, in some cases even a little more extreme, up to a thousand dollars. But of course, you actually wind up paying more over a longer period of time. So kind of a, it's like a refinance, if uh, if anything, but not necessarily in your favor long term. So there was an interesting article in Forbes, which was talking, and the article itself is is isn't really what I found interesting. Um, new trouble, uh, new troubles for a troubled Washington mortgage plan. So one of the uh, companies, and we even saw this on the homeownerhelp.gov, whatever website, that it was purely a marketing site. So there's a company uh, from Melville, New York, called Lend America. This is one of these outfits that I guess the guy has a TV infomercial, and you know, get your part of the bailout now, and uh, you know, one of those, right. one of those guys, uh, Nick. What is it? I think it's uh, Nick Bratsophilus. I'm terrible with reading today. So. Um, so the loans that um, that Lend America made under the program, fifty of them are being investigated. They're being held up pending ongoing federal investigations. But the news in the article was, yeah, it's unbelievable. Senior federal housing officials say fifty-one of the loans made under the program, fifty were made by Lend America. Let me uh, wing that by you again. Of this program. 51 loans were made. 
50 of them are under investigation. Well, there's two things that come immediately to the front. One, 51 loans, that's it? That's it. 51 loans is all that has been made under this homeowner help program, according to Forbes, who I guess might have some of the facts right. Yeah, actually, Forbes is good about that. 51. 51? That's ridiculous. What, the, what, how's this helping anybody? I thought, then, they, course, I thought they, had hundred, they had hundreds of millions uh, were set aside for this. Hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's only 51 loans were made. Can we just say fail? Doesn't sound right. Well, I don't know. Forbes it's just another it. one of these things. I mean, the whole thing is this. I mean, Obama's got too much. He's too busy giving speeches at ASU. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with any with any real news. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah. Pakistan's falling apart. They got the Taliban taking over the place. They're going to oh, grab a so, nuke. So this is they're going to drop it on Islamabad. Oh man, this this is what I was talking to my to Ahmed about at the at the grocery store. And he, he's he, the guy is now visibly upset when I walk in. Not not at me, but he knows that we're going to talk about shit. He's like. It's so out of control. He said, right now in Kabul, people are blowing themselves up left and right. There's fucking shootings all day long right in the middle of the street. He's like, it's, it's, compl- it's now it's utter, utter chaos. He said, and, and he showed me pictures because his brother just came back. He showed me pictures. Look, here's, here's the U.S. command and they're sitting down here with the Taliban and they're negotiating the drugs deal. He said, all they're doing, it's only for the drugs. The guy is flipping out. His whole family's there, you know, and, and he's just like, it, 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 it's become the un, most unsafe place on earth. And, you know, this is not the way it's being portrayed to us in the media. Now, we, you know, we, get, we just get another surge. And why are we sending everyone to Afghanistan when the problems clearly are in Pakistan? Clearly. Well, well we can't send our troops to Pakistan because they're our ally and uh, they won't let us. I got to find this. Uh, there was a quote from, um, who's the guy who runs the... Uh, Runs the army. What army? Who's? Uh, Pakistan's army. Uh, I don't know. I that can't. I don't know. I, know. I know they keep showing him on TV all the time. Going, oh, don't worry. Everything is fine. Here it is. I got him. I, you, you, you're not going to believe it. Now, this is from... Oh, shit. Of course, now the link is gone. Oh, don't give me that shit. Oh, Here no. goes the Tourette's. <laughs> Oh no, this is so wrong. Wait a minute, maybe I can st- I can still salvage it. Oh. You have to save page as, and I want to tell everybody out there yeah. to do this. You run into yeah. a really good article that seems a little sketchy because it's like, why are they telling me this? Go to up to the upper left hand corner under file and put save page as, and it would be. Then you do scroll down where it says web page complete, and then click on that. The page gets saved as a complete copy of the page with all the ads and everything, and you, and it's saved to a file. I keep them all separate to, to, from the rest of my documents, so I can always access them if I need them. And then when one of these situations occurs, like Adam's experiencing, you won't have the problem because stuff does get pulled off the internet. You know, and it's and it never gets archived. And there's a lot of old. I mean, I, there's a couple of articles I've been wanting from the London Times back in uh, 2001 that I can't find uh, that I had documented. And I was, that's when I got the clue about save page as with when when something's really outstanding, you've got to do that. And by the way, for anybody Thank out you. there, 
Thank for you. anybody out there who is uh, sending us tips and info, at least for me, please put no agenda on the subject line someplace so I can search these things uh, uh, easier. Because sometimes I have to find I, – because somebody will write me and then I'll I have trouble finding the uh, – the, um, what they had to say because they, the subject line it doesn't say no agenda. John, thank you. I've uh, now recovered the article, and I knew you were doing that. I appreciate it. This is from the Press Trust of India. Uh, they call themselves India's premier news agency. Washington, May 11th. In a new revelation, Pakistan President, I'm sorry, Asif Ali Zardari, said the CIA of the United States and his country's ISI together created the Taliban. Here's the quote. I think it was part of your past and our past and the ISI and CIA. They created them together. He apparently told an NBC News channel in an interview, which I've not been able to to retrieve, in the interview which was given to to the NBC, so maybe it's an Indian NBC, on May 7th, Zardari also accused the U.S. of supporting the military rule of Perez Musharraf, who was alleged to be taking the side of the Taliban. So here's the guy saying... (laughs) <laughs> that that the ISI and the CIA created the Taliban, which I believe historically is is true. Well, it's possible at least because that would have made sense because, you know, the Taliban was seen as you, know, the, you create a fundamentalist organization that can then control the, the mess that was over there at one time when the Russians were invading. Uh, and, you know, why not? You'd come up with some crackpot scheme like this. Again, this, of course, harkens back to the Legacy of Ashes book that you cited yeah, before. Exactly. Which essentially is just a book documenting all these botches and blunders. I don't think that's in there, though. Not like, well, there is a lot about, no, the, I'd have to go look. I actually gave my copy away. I have to go, uh, I have to go look at it. But what really blew my mind, uh, you probably... Yeah, no, I, you know what? You live in Gitmo Nation West. You probably did not hear that the um, David McKiernan, who was the uh, top U.S. general in charge of, uh, in command, essentially, of everything in Iraq, was relieved of duty and replaced. Did you catch this? Yeah, that was kind of mentioned uh, just as a quick news item. <laughs> okay. So how did that strike you when you... When you heard that, that he was uh, relieved of command and replaced by um, U.S. Special Forces Lieutenant General Stanley McChrystal. Did you did you sniff anything on that? No, I did not. I, I just figured it was just a, a, you know, that's our guy and that's Bush's guy. Let's get rid of him. Here's the story. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi was in Iraq, I, I presume in the green zone, and she was there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where else would she go? Well, it was a surprise visit to coordinate with Iraqi officials um, about the containment of the Kurdish regions, which you hear nothing about. There's a lot of crap going on there right now. Uh, Of course, you know, we're focused all over the map. But what happened is there was a shootout, and this is just a a source, right? So I I don't know how true it is, but man, there was a shootout. Five U.S. soldiers were killed. Oh, yeah, no, that, that was a big story here. Okay, but do you know who they apparently were killed by? By other dissident U.S. soldiers who were freaking out. No, it was one guy. We were told there's one guy. Yeah. Well, no, it was more than one guy. But Pelosi was, one, but, but Pelosi wait, I'll tell was you, there. Wait, wait, let me give you the story the way it's presented okay, over here, okay, and then okay. you can tell us what you're getting over there. Okay. It goes like this. 
some guy goes into the uh, to get some help because he's get, he's freaking out about something, and he goes into the mental facility or the the, the the hospital facility where to get some you know, probably some drugs or who knows what. According nobody says, he goes in there and he causes a fuss about something, gets pissed off, and they say and he gets so agitated that they that I guess some of the military police. Gr- took his weapon away from him because I guess he was either brandishing it or who knows what. So he runs off and goes and gets another weapon and comes in and shoots up the place and kills five guys. And then he gets killed and that's the end of it. That's the story. And that's pretty much it. They're, they're, and then all the follow-up is little news items about, all oh, the stress over there is bad. He's had his third tour of duty, and that's too many tours for anybody. And, you know, he was going to be, although he was going to be out, of Iraq in August, so that's basically all we got, and so, I, and we just take that as face value. It seems reasonable that right. it could happen that way. Well, so it seems this seems to be um, first of all, this is being reported to other by other sources to me as a deliberate attack on the Speaker of the House, um, and it all stems from uh, Iranian artillery, artillery and helicopter gunships uh, that have started attacking Iraq's Kurdistan region. Now, the Israelis are all bent out of shape. Uh, This ties right into uh, the release of that uh, spy, Roxana Saberi, right? The the U.S.-Iranian... Journalist, did you catch that? Oh, right, right, right. The Iranian, right. That, the, and yeah, she was released. Or, you know, the, 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 here's the way that story was presented here. This girl uh, was over there. She's like an Iranian student, or she was a journalist or something, and she was floating around, probably doing some, maybe not. But they arrested her and they accused her of being a spy, and they're going to give her 20 years in jail. And that became a big civil rights issue, and everybody's bent out of shape about it. And now I guess they're releasing her. So um, she was released, according to the same uh, source, uh, because of agreements that President Obama has signed. So there, there's there's stuff going on, and 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 I think we, we're just completely being lied to. I don't think we have any idea what's happening, but there are forces at work, and shit is changing. And uh, so apparently. So wait now, we're, we're, there's two things you mentioned that are kind of interesting that I'm not not following. I mean, I'm not getting any information on. Thus, I'm not following. Uh, one is the uh, Kurdistan or the Kurd area of Iraq having some. Right. We, okay. Now you mentioned we haven't heard nothing about this. I mean, we haven't heard anything about what's going on in Kurdistan or Kurd or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the Kurds call it Kurdistan. Uh, that would be interesting to find some. Maybe we have a, a listener that would uh, clue us into the Kurd situation because we don't know at least here well here- and, and the other thing is if there's an attack on you think it was like a, a like an attack on pelosi and it ended up with this uh, cover story about yes. the guy going crazy yeah well I, I think that this is happening all over the world now i i believe that uh, what happened in the netherlands was an attack on the queen and maybe not uh maybe a warning shot more than an attack uh, but yeah, I, I I absolutely believe that those things are happening. Let me read from this article, and I don't want to tell you where it's from because you'd only poo-poo it. Not being understood by the American people is that Obama has, for the first time since the presidency of John F. Kennedy, launched an all-out assault against the powerful Israeli lobby, and that many experts say has corrupted American foreign policy and led to their disastrous wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, which a new survey by the Boston Review shows over one-third of American people blame the Jewish people for the current global financial crisis as well. So this is obviously a very skewed article, but that's the slant that's being taken here, is that 
It's uh, you know, you reading this from Prison Planet? No, no, I'm not. Right, I'm not. You should actually tell us where you're reading it from. Well, read it first and then tell us the source. Well, I always put it. I always put the source in the show notes. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's, it's always in there, so you can you can go right to the show notes and you can check it out. But it has some very good links to you know. If, for instance, that survey by the Boston Review. I don't know even know the Boston Review if that's worth anything. Uh, but it's a good article, and uh, basically what it's saying is, you know, we're we're in so many conflicts that are, and so many different moves and deals that are being made as we speak, but we're completely oblivious to it. That's kind of the the essence of the article, and it makes sense because you could easily believe the attack on Pelosi story. As you could, just some guy who freaked out and went nutty. Five soldiers, by the way, being killed by one guy is pretty extreme. Yeah, and and, but, and some more injured. Yeah. Well, somebody knows the real story there, but you know, I'm sure they've all been signed and you know, taken into a room and told not to talk. But, uh, yeah, it does sound dubious because once one gunshot is fired amongst soldiers that are in, that are, that are war hardened, yeah. I mean, these guys are going to yeah, be... They all mess around, baby. They're going to be right. They're going to be duck and cover and, you know, grab a gun and let's start firing back. Yeah, it is actually not you mention it uh, unless the guy came in with a submachine gun and caught it. And well, we don't even know that. We don't even know that. We don't know anything. We have zero news, zero news. You know, and what the hell was Pelosi doing in the green zone? What was so important? You know, it can only it can only be if a power person had to show up to do something, and I would say make a deal about something. You know, Pelosi's like becoming the second government. She got to watch herself. She she's the kind of person that will find herself with two to the head and the gun in her right hand. She could easily become part of the body count. I'm not. I'm not. I saying, think so. I agree you with know, you. I think she's she's on very very thin ice. She has to be careful. Well, but, I mean, with, with that whole thing why with Obama is she playing this game. I mean, it's like it seems to me that she's just getting a little carried away with like being the boss. Well, it feels to me like when I look at her, it feels to me like this is what can happen with power. This is a powerful woman who was given more power, and she's just she's just flipped out. She's gone beyond, and she must have some powers behind her which give her this confidence. Oh, that's you're probably uh, egging her on. Yeah. Go ahead. You can do that. Go, go, go do it. Yeah, that'll get him. Come on, go, go, go. You're the boss anyway. Come on. You're the one that runs everything. You run the show. Come on, Nancy. You run the show. Don't kid yourself. That guy's just, you know, by the way, you know, Congress has got just as much power as the executive office. And this guy's weak. He's weak. Yeah, he's weak. He's weak. And look at your hair. It's strong. It's very strong. You have Samson hair. Meanwhile, talking about that, there was a story that also ran, which is similar. Now she mentioned the two that had uh, suicide um, that we do have on the blog about how the the number of Democrats, including uh, Feinstein and others, who has got her tit in a ringer for uh, some dirty dealing, uh, say I'll say that the CIA is after them. Did you see that? No, <laughs> that that's something I should I should be saying. <laughs> the CIA is after me, John. Help me, John and Boy. <laughs> Who's saying this? The politicians? These, these, yeah, these Democrats. Let me go to the piece. We got a lot of good pieces, by the way. The who is investigating this claim that swine flu virus is created and blah blah blah. Let's go. There's another one. 
student hoaxes the world on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, I, I had that one as, uh, as some real news. You should read that because that's fun. It's, actually, it's sad because Jean-Michel Jarre passed, and I didn't even know what happened. I had to read about Jean-Michel Jarre dying, fantastic musician, one of the early synthesizer pioneers who did some... He was one of the earliest... VJs in the truest sense of the word. He had visual light displays and lasers. This guy did some amazing shit, and he passed away. No one knew about it until this uh, story surfaces that some kid. What is it? He wrote a, a quote. He wrote a, a poem. The guy supposedly wrote, but it's all he, he. The kid wrote it and he attributed it to this guy and slipped it on the Wikipedia. And let me guess, how many really um, authoritative organizations cut and pasted this blindly? Apparently a lot. That <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show. So Democrats charged Tuesday that the CIA has released documents about congressional briefings on harsh interrogation techniques in order to deflect attention away from itself. I think there's so much embarrassment, quote, it's from some quarters of the CIA that people are going to try to shift some of the responsibility to others. That's what I think, said Carl Levin, Democrat Michigan, who sat on the Senate. In other words, what it is, these guys who sat on the on the uh, on the commission that would listen to them tell you, well, we're waterboarding and all these people that were sitting there going, OK, well, knock yourself out. And then now because, oh, it's bad, we should we should indict everybody. They since they take the other side, the CIA says, well, yeah, really? Let's hear. Here's some documents. You tell us tell us here what you didn't know back then. Yeah, exactly. And and Pelosi right up front. Yeah, she's one of them. But she's on. You know, that's there. I think they're nailing the senators first. Well, good. Uh, but then, but so I, I truly believe the CIA is still Bush Clinton controlled. I mean, that's those guys have been running that shop for so long. It's it's shit, man. Bush Senior basically cre he created the whole thing. It's it's his puppy. It's his family. It's his uh, it's his whole department. You know, this this those guys don't just all of a sudden work for the president and the Constitution. <laughs> Me? That's not how it works. That's not why would they? What's why? the point? Yeah, really? <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense then. With uh, President Obama, you know, now saying, "Oh, we're not going to release uh, any more pictures of detainee abuse." I mean, now everything's shutting down. Now, now the the transparency has gotten cloudy. Well, it's been getting that way since day one. Yeah, but, but people, now, yeah, it takes but people the thing a while. About, we're going to release it. this, and then now we're not. What 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 changed? I mean, who came and had the meeting? And told Obama, look, here's the deal. Here's the way the game's look, played. Hey, Obama, look, listen. Why don't you hear, hey, here, 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 here's a ticket to Phoenix. Take a ride. <laughs> yeah, why'd you take to, a ride, Sonny? <laughs> take a ride down to Phoenix and give a speech. And we'll go fix things back here. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. You don't need it. to wear your pretty little head. <laughs> I can just hear Rahm Emanuel saying it that way, too. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, baby. You just go on over. You know what? It's lovely this time of year in Phoenix. You'll like it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, oh boy. so what else we got? Here's one. Back to real news. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. no. well, I punched it. At least I punched it. Yeah, he did. You punched it. <laughs> I'm just going to read you the headline. <laughs> Woman dies from using jackhammer as sex toy. Hey, now. Hoogah. And that one, that, by the way, came in from Johnny Green. I have seen this article. I think uh, it's been uh, it's been around. 
Johnny Green. So is there any detail on what kind of jackhammer? Was it pneumatic? Was it uh, like I a don't black think it's important. Thing? You know, that's just like details that are unnecessary. Just don't, the headline is all you need, really. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? Oh, but, dude, big ass, big ass real news. And now, back to real news. Katie Price, known as Glamour Model Jordan... And I'm sure you've heard of her, John. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Jordan. Uh, who, of course, has been married to the um, former boy band singer and successful in his own right, Peter Andre, are splitting up. This is huge. This has just captured the attention of the entire nation. They actually released a, a, a statement through their agent. and Because people thought, oh, this has to be a, a publicity stunt. They do this all the time when they're about to do another reality show. But no, this time it's for real. They are oh, splitting no. up. Yes, she's choosing horses over him. This doesn't even show up on the radar over here. Yeah, of course, but, well, you don't care. No. <laughs> Most of these types of people are very local. You will care about this. This is from uh, The Telegraph. This is great. I am so... I, I, I probably... Oh, don't tell me another 404. Oh, Jesus. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm a dick that I didn't say these. Okay, I know the story. There are now actual posters that are being posted in Gitmo Nation East. Um, if you feel that someone you see on the street or your neighbor... Oh, yeah, we blogged this already. Let me just get it out, and then you can do the details. Once you bring up the article uh, from from your blog, if you uh, feel that these people are wearing too much bling, you should report them. Oh, no, actually, I don't remember that specifically. <laughs> <And> no, <laughs> it's the, the poster says too much bling. Really? I, I, yeah, let me find. Now I now I got to go. So you find so it. wait a minute. You're telling me that somebody walking down the street with a bunch of jewelry or or like say a clock around their neck or a bunch of big <laughs> rings that are made out of fake gold or yes. whatever or they just have a gold tooth that says you know you know eat shit on it across their mouth something like that that would constitute too much bling Here it and is. it should be reported the latest original and some say ridiculous method of policing in britain comes from the gloucestershire constabulary in a partnership with Crime Stoppers, the Too Much Bling Give Us a Ring campaign has just been launched and hopes to put an end to ill gains by making regular people contact police officers once they suspect someone is wearing bling they can't afford. How would they even know if it's real or not? I mean, you can buy fake bling. You got to see the at picture. Any, you know, and it, anywhere, so, you know, go to Canal Street in New York City, especially around. I think it's around by Amsterdam Broadway. One of those streets is an area where you well, buy. Well, stuff. this also just may be another part of the ACTA that's coming. You know, it's a huge crackdown, and maybe it's all about even fake bling. Look at look at this poster. Look at this poster with a little diamond bling ring. Too much bling? Give us a ring. Is someone you know living a lavish lifestyle from the proceeds of crime? Don't stand for it. Report it. Wow. Kitmo freaking nation, man. That's unbelievable. No, we did not blog this. It's going to be blogged as soon as we're done with the show, though. What did you blog, Too much then? bling. This has got to be an April Fool's joke. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. Huh. <laughs> don't stand for it. <laughs> This is worse than, you know, when I was a kid, I remember, you know, when... Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, 
we used to get in, in grammar school, we used to be you know, told how horrible it is in Cuba because people turn in their neighbors for crimes. They did, you know, everything they, you know, everyone's spying on each other. And Cuba's a terrible place because, you know, you're told to turn your neighbor in. Damn and this commies. Kind of yeah, damn commies. Those damn commies make people turn in their neighbor. And we all went, oh, that's terrible. Why would anybody do that? It's because they're commies. They're damn commies. Well, there you go. So meanwhile, of course, we're doing this to do an extreme. Too much bling. So in other words, don't wear any jewelry at all. It's nuts. No, you can't wear fur. You can't wear jewelry. You can't wear fur. You can't wear jewelry. You can't wear sneakers made by underprivileged children. And you can't go naked, by the way. That, of course, is the ultimate offense. What's left? What's left? Uh, Just an armband? Well, an armband and a jockstrap. (laughs) Another premium item. The No Agenda (laughs) jockstrap. Mm. I'm liking that. With with a cup pouch, and we can uh, cup sold separately. Cod pieces would also be hot. (laughs) So, um... I'll say that again. So, uh, let me read this story. Cod pieces are hot. (laughs) That's a t-shirt. You know, cod pieces, you know, we're dead. Uh, Here we go. What's the name of the guy who... Um, Cameo. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> I just want to read this article from Reuters. This is uh, we're sent in by Ivan Silva, who uh, says this is a unreport, you know, underreported news. Mm-hmm. I I'll just, I let me say, instead of reading it, let me just summarize. They've decriminalized drugs in Mexico. Really? Well, that's a solution. Mexico Senate approved a bill on Tuesday decriminalizing possession of small amounts of narcotics for personal use in order to free resources to fight violent drug cartels. The bill proposed, in other words, to save money, which was my argument about yep. uh, doing the same thing yep. in California, yep. because we don't have any money, and this, and this is a, a wasted effort anyway. The bill proposed by conservative president, Philippe Calderon, would make it legal to carry up to five grams of marijuana, 500 milligrams of cocaine, and tiny quantities of other drugs such as heroin and meth. Hey! Hoogah! Mexico's Congress passed a similar proposal in 2006, but the bill was vetoed by Calderon's predecessor, Vincente Fox, under pressure from the USA. So that should solve all the problems. You watch. Problems will go away in Mexico. Done. Well, there was an article in the New York Times, by the way, not to harp on this issue, but uh, there was an article in the New York Times talking about the decriminalization of drugs in Portugal. Yeah. And apparently after doing it, Drug issues have waned. There's less people addicted. There's less drug use. It's all gone down. Well, this is exactly what, what we just, what we talked about when I discovered it in the first place. So there you have it. But well, you know, see now this is bringing more and more credence to your crackpot theory that the U.S. government's essentially in the drug in the business. drug business. And I'll, I'll just explain it one more time. The way I believe it works is Wall Street was set up specifically. Because we learned all this. We learned this firsthand. You may not bring $10,000 into the country or take it out of the country for that matter um, without or the equivalent in stocks, bonds, paper, etc. without uh, notifying the government. Every entity, every body has to adhere to this rule except for publicly listed companies. They can accept money from anywhere without that going through IRS channels, without that being... 
uh, notified. And they have their own uh, money uh, banking networks. You know, this is what Iridium does. The, the, they they handle a lot of the banking. There's all these backbones, all these networks and how money is transferred, and it's not through the regular system. Now, if you take into account the mountains of evidence, the the, the witnesses, who the former officers who have come forward and just Google Mina, Arizona, Mike Echo November Alpha, Mina, Arizona, and you will see how involved Clinton was in this use of military aircraft to bring drugs into the country. Uh, if you haven't seen the fantastic movie with Denzel Washington, American Gangster, it's based on a true story. They brought in drugs in coffins of dead boys and girls. The Wall Street system and a, I believe a large part of the American economy runs on drug money. And the war on drugs was set up to pump even more money into the system. I mean, hey, we might as well make it on both sides. You know, we're making it with actually bringing the drugs in. Well, we might as well make a couple billion over here with our own uh, defense companies by saying that we're combating it when really we're probably only shipping those arms out and trading them for more drugs. And And it's horrible, but it's what the economy runs on. You cannot legalize marijuana possibly because it's not a very efficient drug when it comes to uh, value for money. You need a lot of it to make a lot of money, and so it's, uh, it's not as portable as uh, cocaine or heroin or, uh, or ecstasy, for that matter. I, I know people who are in the ecstasy-making business in the Netherlands. I mean, it's not hard to figure out who's doing this stuff. And these are v- v- a couple of parents who um, parents of one of Christina's uh, girlfriends back in the British School of Amsterdam they were totally running an e-pill company. They were doing a hundred million a year, John. And the, and, the, and and I know exactly how they whitewashed it. You know, always be on the lookout for studios and musicians. You know, that, that's a good way to whitewash your money. And it's just, it's a fact. And we should wake up and and understand that that's what's happening. And just by, with the knowledge of it, we can attack the problems differently. It's so stupid, so stupid. Well, let's look at the logic of this argument, and and indeed there are money laundering operations everywhere you look. Uh, that's no doubt about it. And I actually am suspicious of um, large Las Vegas casinos. Oh well, yeah, another perfect way to to launder money. It's a of cash course. business. Yeah, of they course, have of uh, they there are. I have been given tours of places, and I've been in the back rooms where they have all the cameras. It's actually quite interesting to get into the bowels because there's actually a whole different world. You open a door and you're in another whole underground place where this it, it's, you know, it, hall, yeah, it's it's like backstage at Disney. Th- it's, it's wild. Yeah. But anyway, they uh, there are rooms that in all the casinos, the high roller rooms, and they'll show you what they are and they'll say this room brings in you know seven hundred million dollars a year, and it's locked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, only you know if you are a, a, you know somebody from Saudi Arabia, you can get in there to play right. with you know somebody from Australia who's a gambler, and you know somehow they. It results in seven hundred million dollars. I, I very, I just find the whole thing to be sketchy. Let's yeah, say, okay, at least. But, that, that's, but now let's go back Vegas. to this argument of yours. If you decriminalize drugs, how would that change anything? Except it would save us the money of the prisons, the, the prisoners, and the, and the law enforcement costs, which is killing us. Oh yeah, but I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the who are the people that are benef- benefiting from this, and th- this is. Uh, 
Wall Street companies, CEOs. I mean, it's it's not who you expect. It's not really you know Denzel Washington, although he traveled in exactly the same circles. You know, this is high level politicians, government officials who've been there forever. They're all a part of the system, and it's it's been a it's been a great cash cow for a long time. They don't give a shit about the economy. They don't care about you and I. All they care about is themselves, and they're hooked. There's no there's no substitute for this. You know, whereas it, I'm sure it used to be coffee and tea and other, you know, light, mild drugs back in the day, which people love to have monopolies on. Think about the monopoly they've got. They've got the factory, which is Afghanistan. Ninety percent of all opiates come from Afghanistan. It's the only place where they apparently can grow it properly or whatever. Um, so uh, they don't care about the economics of it. They only care about the price. And of course, if it's decriminalized, then I believe, you know, the price will change drastically and they're not prepared to accept that. Uh, that's what the theory is, but I don't see that that's actually true. Well, I mean, that's what you, I can see where somebody might fear that, well, it's decriminalized, so the price should go down. You don't think that Why? would happen? Well, be- might, maybe it wouldn't. I mean, it's still, I, still I, supply there's and demand. Be a, there's got to be a... Pr- Right, but if they control the supply, yeah, and then you say, well, you know, you're either going to pay a hundred bucks for this, or you're not getting it. Hold on a second. If you decriminalize, and we have to be aware of what's going on. If you decriminalize, it depends on what kind of decriminalization. So possession would be one, distribution would be another. You know, I, I don't think uh, Portugal has decriminalized distribution and holding with intent to distribute. If no, they, not they, at all. If they did that, well, then it would be all over because then you know, I could go to Afghanistan and we'd start up the No Agenda Opium Farm. Yeah. Not, not a bad place to so retire. We'd have to be in the Taliban, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit out my tea. <laughs> it's about time. Can you see us in Taliban outfits? Yeah, that black turban and the big beard. That. Of course, I'll have. Since a- I can't grow many, you know, my facial hair is so sketchy that it would be so this guy. You know, look like you know they would be questioning me. You constantly. would look so fake as a Taliban. You would look yeah. so lame. You, I don't think you could pull it Who's off. This man. pale guy, <laughs> pale face Taliban. Uh, that's some album art we're looking for. Could someone please uh, do that album art in the next fifteen minutes so we can put it up as a part of the show? Yeah, it's a black turban and a big beard. That's what the Taliban is earmarked by. In the uh, in the chat room, someone uh, I love it when when you look at this anagram. Uh, God is gold, oil, and drugs. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So uh, here's one I got from one of our listeners. Uh, cocaine. Northfield is the same zip code as Winnetka, where Rumsfield is from, and Stepan Company is the one company licensed to import cocaine, and the extracts is still used in Coca-Cola, which is not... I, it's I mean, a Rumsfeld a, company? You, well, no, it's just, it's, it's just coincidental that <laughs> oh, it's yeah. in the same area where Rumsfeld is from. It's his... It's his sure. Coincidental. Like the year of the pig swine flu. So he's got the Coca-Cola, I guess Wikipedia, of course he got it from Wikipedia, so it's questionable. But yeah, very. Since Pemberton called for five ounces of coca leaf per gallon of syrup, a significant dose in 1891. If it's just the leaves, though, that means it probably had all the other beneficial chemicals in it. Coca-Cola is probably pretty damn good, I would think, with this dosage. Have you ever uh, smoked opium? No, I never have. Hmm. And me neither. I was just curious. I think you'd have to go. I don't know where you'd even do. I guess you, there's probably still opium dens. Uh, well, I've, seen, China, I've you know. seen one when I was up at uh, 
near the Golden Triangle. I stayed uh, during doing a documentary. I stayed with a Burmese hill tribe, and all I think I told you this before. All the women yeah, run. Yeah, where's run the horn it. honking? Uh, it's uh, you mean this one? <laughs> okay, now you can now you continue with your repeated story. All the women basically run the village because the men are all in the opium den. It's really what it is. You walk in, these guys just completely, there's no chicks. You know, there's no like fruit, no fruit baked, <laughs> baked and flipped over thrice. I tell you, completely, completely baked. And that's all they do all day is just sit there and get baked. Uh, it's sad. I guess it's really addictive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably, yeah, and I'm sure it has some benefits. So, uh, after 1904, instead of using fresh leaves, Coca-Cola started using spent leaves, the leftovers of the cocaine extraction process, with cocaine traces left over at a molecular level, supposedly. To this day, Coca-Cola uses an ingredient, a cocaine-free coca leaf extract prepared at a Stepan Company plant in Maywood, New Jersey. Hmm. Those New and, Jersey you know, I know, This Wikipedia, yeah, I mean, it's possible, you, I suppose. Uh-oh, fail alert. I'm sorry. Uh, we screwed this up, didn't we? Net Pierre just uh, DM'd me on Twitter. Jean-Michel Jarre is still alive. It was his dad who died. Okay, now I feel stupid. We could have launched an entirely new piece of bullshit that people would be repeating in mainstream media. <laughs> Can you just see him playing clips of his songs? You're like, oh, he'll be severely missed. And uh, as heard on No Agenda, big fan Adam Curry said, quote, I will really miss his work. <sighs> Oh, sorry. Sorry, That's people. That's the problem. Well, at least we have uh, instant feedback. Hey, I love it. I love it. Twitter changed something that people are all up in arms about. Something about the friend following or something. Did you catch that at all? I'm sure it will be a topic not to be discussed on Twit this Sunday. I don't know, but I lost uh, 10 followers today. Yeah, this is, there's something going on. With uh, they they changed something. What they did essentially is took a feature away, and that's always going to give you a lot of noise from the from the user base. But there was it was something about how you could discover people, um, and now the replies won't turn up unless you follow those people. It's weird. I don't know. Who cares? I do. I don't know why. Because it's uh, it's I, become the big thing in celebrityville. I mean, that's why you article after article. There's they're just all over the place. Oh, everybody's in. Everyone who's a celebrity now is in Twitter. Yeah, but that but that's good. Which means that, it's going to be dead. By the way, this is the, the beginning of the end. These people are, are are fickle. No, it's not. The concept is fantastic. I think Identica will get some uh, traction. We'll just. I told you this. We're going to get all these. These Twitter clones that'll work exactly the same. They'll work with your existing software. Maybe one update so you can, you know, enter a different server. And you, and you'll have, you know, you'll have the the kind of like the real news celebrity Twitter, which may be the original. Then you'll have, um, you know, the the geeky Twitter, the sex Twitter, where you can just sex each other up. I, I see I see a, a universe of Twitters personally. Could be. That would be another uh, one of you. you I, I, I'm not going to say it's not possible. So here's the thing. Let's see what we got here. Bilderberg started today. Yeah, yeah. In Athens. Do, do we have a, any insight on it? No, nah, nothing. I'm just reading uh, Prison Planet. While you're reading that, I'm going to go back to wine and food news just for a second for people because they always want us to say something. Okay. Wine and food news. We need a jingle. Wine and food news. Uh, if anybody likes cognac, I tried the, the there's a there's a new cognac out there. Um, 
a British guy who was uh, used to work at Berry Brothers and Rudd, which is that wine store in Mayfair that I keep telling you to go get me something, and you you just basically shine me on and refuse to do it. Um, he quit. I guess he worked for his consultant. He's a, if he's, there's a picture of him on, on the website. Uh, anyway, he's got, I guess he's gone to cognac and he scrounged up a lot of really old stocks that are here and there, and he's produced a line of cognac called Park. P-A-R-C or P-A-R-K? P-A-R-K, which is his name. Uh-huh. And um, I think his name is, is Dominic Park. And you can go to the website, which is Park Cognac, I think. And you can see a picture of him and you go, oh, brother. And he looks like a Monty Python character. <laughs> and uh, he, anyway, you can get an XO, which is really the sipping cognac you want because it has it's essentially designed to be... Uh, Sipped, but it's it's also it's older and it has it's it's got all the qualities that you that cognac develops. For about sixty five dollars, you can get an XO from Park, uh, maybe seventy five at the most. That is the equivalent easily of any of the other XOs selling for one thirty or one forty or one fifty. And in fact, it may be better than all those. It's an absolutely outstanding product. I was stunned, stunned by how good it is. Saves them in fact, I was so baby. stunned. That I rarely do this, but I I went to his website and I sent him a you know a compliment. Whoa! Stand back. All right, it actually was real work. Wow. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so take a look for a park cognac. I think you you won't actual, regret it. Actual work involved. No, that's, actual that's work involved. That's good. Um, this is something that would be bloggable. Uh, I think you'd like it. Judicial Watch. I love those guys. They, uh, I think their entire Business, which doesn't really seem to be a business, is uh, sending out freedom of information requests. And they have received a number of documents, which uh, makes this whole uh, bank bailout and the TARP fund seem very much like a, a Sopranos episode. Um, available now online, and there are links, uh, there will be links in the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevo.com. The uh, not only the signature on a uh, piece of paper from each of the bank CEOs, but the actual talking points when uh, the Obama administration forced, forced, mind you, forced the banks to take money from the government. And uh, yeah. have you seen these? Yeah. You didn't like them? About what? Well, the fact that our government did this. These guys... I thought this was... true. What? Well, you're talking about. Are you talking about that they forced the banks to take money? Yeah, but they made them sign contracts. Yeah, no, this is pretty well known. Did you read these contracts? Uh, I didn't read them, but I know that they're pretty onerous. Well, it's like uh, that's why some of the banks said, "Look, we don't want to do this deal." Yeah. And some of them currently, like Wells, is trying to give them the money back because of this contract. They think it sucks. Well, they're signing four points basically. And so this is the first one, which uh, signed by um, was this the I think Bank of America ten and they've literally written in the in the contract ten billion dollars, uh, major financial institution participation commitment, <laughs> hello, in support of the U.S. financial system and the broader U.S. economy, the and then name of uh, CFO agrees to four points: one, issue preferred shares in the amount of in this case ten billion dollars to the U.S. Treasury under the terms and conditions of the TARP Capital Purchase Program announced today. Two, participate in the FDIC program guaranteeing new issues of 
eligible senior liabilities by banks and bank holding companies and transaction amounts as announced today under the systemic risk exemption invoked by the FDIC, U.S. Treasury and Federal Reserve. Three, expand the flow of credit to U.S. consumers and businesses on competitive terms to promote the sustained growth and validity of the U.S. economy. And four, continue to work diligently under existing programs to modify the terms of residential mortgages as appropriate to strengthen the health of the U.S. housing market, which, as we know, resulted in 51 loans. This is pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff that, that they were forced to sign this commitment. Well, I don't see anything in there that's... that's the fact that, that I, they're forced to sign it. Well, yeah, that's not good. No, that's fascism. Well, this has been the fascist country for a while. Thank at you. At some level. I mean, you know, we've Done. always... No, thank you. Point made. More. No, point made. When you say it, then it then it's true. Point made. Done. <laughs> Move on. Johnny Pedia, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Johnny Pedia. Right there. Johnny Pedia. When John says it, you know it's true. And what I do know is true is that Bubba has been doing a great job of keeping us posted here and there in his various... Uh, Outlets. Yes, uh, not Bubba. Absolutely, and we've had a number of uh, fantastic uh, contributors to the. Yeah, program. we have some good artists that are helping us out. Yep. So let me mention some people that gave us fifty dollars or more. Ah, hold on a second, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, bring us this little uh, notification in a world. Oh shit! This one. The- we are the knights of the no agenda. Knights of the no agenda. Knights of the No Agenda, and we suck. That's right. Knights of the No Agenda, and we suck. We need uh, Mark Russell. Anyway, so uh, there's some one person out there laughing at that. Um, Probably a guy named Mark Russell. John Kilburn. By the way, we we got no hundred dollars things this week, and it was kind of actually kind of a disappointing turnout. We have to, I think, we have to hound our listeners more, <laughs> and I hate to do that. By the way. John Kilborn, $50. Joshua Brickner, $50. Kyle Miller, $50. Elaine Hengem, who hey. I believe is a librarian, by the way. Oh, I'm a big librarian. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Smoking hot librarian with the hair up in a bun and the horn rim glasses. And then in <laughs> slow motion, then she kind of whips her head around as her hair falls loose. She takes the glasses <laughs> off and then she straddles me. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Hi, Elaine. Thanks. We really appreciate it. Well, maybe she'll make a recording of that and, and crack up. As her ringtone. Uh, Cal- <laughs> As her ringtone. <laughs> Good idea. We should do that. We should, just on the show every so often, we should just say certain things that would be, make great ringtones. John, and people can, like, John, download them. 90% of what you say is ringtone worthy, my friend. Calvin Perry. Now, here's one that's a little off the wall. $64.21. What does that mean, do you think? Hand it over again. What is it? $64, does Calvin Perry, $64.21. Hmm. I have a feeling you know what it means. I don't. He may have actually written and said it, but I, I don't remember it. 64 I, I can do it. While you're doing the next one, I'll do a quick uh, Gmail search, see if that pops up. And then we have another one. Uh, John Matthews, another 50. Uh, and this one, Ben Brucella, B-R-U-S-C-E-L-L-A, he gave us two donations. And there must be some significance to this and that you can try to figure this one out. $59 and then $1. Hmm. What do you think that? I'm not sure. Okay, now insofar as the odd numerological stuff is is still coming in, and we have... um, Unlike the past two. (laughs) Not at all odd. (laughs) Numerological. Yeah, we'll never figure those out. 902. 
902. Maybe it's from 90210. Maybe should have given us 902. $902.01 would be would probably be a really good donation. So the, the only we'll make a I jingle can... if anyone gives us 90210. <laughs> okay, 1701, by the way. We got another 1701. We got one before and we were kind of baffled by it, but now we know what it is because a number of people wrote in and said 1701 is the designator on the Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why? How could we have missed it, John? <laughs> I'm wondering myself because I knew the number looked familiar. Yes. Is that what's on the side of the USS Enterprise? Yeah, it's just uh, this and that. That's the ship number, 1701. Tail, tail number. <laughs> yeah, tail number. 1414. <laughs> Any idea? No. No. 707. We got two 707s from two different people, which is like, you know, it could be a Boeing 707. I don't know. It's a nice number. 707 just by itself is a nice number. It's a good number. Yeah. And then 2495, which just sounds like some that's a, that's, That sounds like a deal, like a, 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 that we got a discount. Yeah, it sounds like a price. <laughs> Wait, there's more. There's more. For 25, do you get a set of knives, Ginsu knives you for your 2495? You get three sets. <laughs> <laughs> These things are so cheap, we have to give them away. <laughs> oh, lovely. So people who want to uh, donate, especially if you're interested in getting uh, a big call out, go to uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A. And uh, one of our followers, Father Frank in Chicago, Father Frank. Uh, made an interesting suggestion, which is that for people who want to be uh, nice, but they really can't afford just giving us $1,000 because they can't, uh, there may be some way we could put like a $50 a month or a $50 a week thing and people can do it the slow way, the slow pay. Oh, like, like layaway. Yeah, layaway. Yeah, no agenda layaway program. Yeah, I like that. There you go. Yeah, that's a pretty so, good idea. So we may do that. Well, John, anyway, no I, I, slash NA. I could talk with you for hours, my friend, as you know. But uh, I'd like to keep some powder dry for Sunday. Well, we got a few more items, including the clean plate anecdotes, which we still haven't gotten okay, to. Okay, write that down. Write it's written down. down. It's here on the computer on a post-it note. Okay, I've got uh, Moon Rising, which I need to talk to you about. The Buffalo Pilot, who failed five check rides. And you know about the, the they've got the tapes out on that crash in uh, the middle of nowhere with the girl pilot saying yeah. she doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, really? Is that, is that, oh, yeah. is that on the blog? I haven't heard those yet. No, it's not on the blog, but look it up. Okay, will do. Uh... Yeah, just keep the notes. We'll be that good. That was a fast show. Yeah, but we're still 124, you know, so it's time to end it. Yep. Coming to you from the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East in my covert crackpot command center, which seems to be less and less crackpot with every day that passes. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist yet, it has actual temperatures. I'm in the Buzzkill Bunker. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda.